Okay, now it's doing it. Oh, God. We're so bad at life. So, um, yeah, (laughs) welcome to part two of our 80s nostalgia trip, uh, Electric Boogaloo. On twitch.tv.com slash dot com slash 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 and the Guns. snake pit. Guns oh. and Roses. <laughs> Axel Rose. Yeah. Everything that could possibly go wrong has gone wrong. Except nothing's caught on fire yet. We are the That just means it will be good for the next time. <laughs> we are the the wrong goners. <laughs> I, I I kinda feel as if like Every time we say it's going to be good the next time, it gets dramatically worse. Yes. But, <laughs> anyways, welcome to uh, Bits and Pieces Smashcast. Uh, this is uh, March 12th, 2018 on a Monday. Welcome to my house. Welcome to JR's house. <laughs> and we're ready to party. So, last time we talked, we talked about some Transformers, some old 1980s cartoons and... Movies and I kind of feel as we have more to talk about on that timeline. And I know Seth. Watch out with the vibrations there. Yep. <laughs> Not the, 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 the new mic will pick up everything. It's, it's picking everything. As up. The vibrate. The, the camera was starting to shudder, and I was like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> but it really is the smash cast. <laughs> <laughs> the wall was purple. What's up, Phil? Good. So, we, you will not see the uh, chats right now, so we're actually looking at a television to get the uh, chat going on. So, uh, bear with us, and hopefully, despite our technical fuck-ups, we, you guys enjoy it. So, uh, who's going to go first? Uh, Seth, JR, or me? I need to do something real quick. I need to make sure that our voices are actually coming out of this. Yes. So I want to do that. So those who are actually watching, how, how's the audio? Seth, can you hear us pretty good? I can hear you, but you sound different now. I need to do something real quick. I need to make sure that our voices are actually... We got, we, got, we got it. We did it. We are the best at not <laughs> completely destroying this. What's up? How am I sounding on your end? Pretty good. You sound pretty good, man. Sounded good. Uh, <laughs> Two out of three of us now bringing the podcast to you by the uh, Blue Yeti microphone. Blue Yeti, the only way to do this stuff and junk. Yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> I cheaped out. Ah, it'll be fine. You're now the no, you're just dude. wiser than the two other idiots on this podcast who just uh, like to throw their money away. <laughs> I postulate, or I put it to you. That, that was a good deal. It is a good deal. It was a good deal. I, I, I didn't get Assassin's Creed, but I got a cool arm thing, so that's something. <laughs> it's, it's your fault that I bought it. You, like, did it, and I was like, <laughs> It was a good deal. I couldn't you, pass it you, up. You bought it, and I went straight after work and bought one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Had to. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty mic. I mean, it's it's nice. It's a nice red. It's got good build quality. It's so I heavy. think. It is very heavy. It's got a good weight to it. That's how you know it's good quality. I Girth. think. I think. That's, that's, how, that's what the Germans believe. Yes. 
It looks like something that would fit inside of the Kardashian. <laughs> Pick one. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Who's going first? I don't. You guys go ahead and start it. Hey, I talked the whole last time, man. You go for it. Yeah, and it turned out good. (laughs) If I wanted to start a solo podcast, I would have done that. (laughs) Okay. This is pretty much how it goes. Are we doing the '90s? Are we talking finishing up the '80s? I think. I guess we're we're finishing up the '80s and whatever comes with that, whatever happens, 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 happens. I think we're just gonna roll into the '90s after we talk a little bit about the '80s. So we'll probably finish this podcast up with the '80s stuff. And just kind of go from there. He hears you in the flannel, dude, which is me. You're the flannel, dude. Is, is there a third person? I can't hear them. God, oh, no. God damn it. No! Oh, no. Damn it. Okay. Test, test. Wait. Well, you know what they say about podcasts, right? Try again. Yeah. There we go. You might you Got should me? be able to hear him now. Got me? You know what they say about podcasts? Says it You're in the red again. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the fucking rainbow man. My my internet's garbage. 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 What they say about podcasting is uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it may be shit. I think we're on the uh, middle portion of that. So uh, I'll go ahead and start. Let's talk about some eighty stuff. Eighty stuff. Eighty stuff. Tell um, me, tell me about them eighty stuff. So. You know, I was born in 87, so I, I didn't get to experience the 80s like you guys did, even though you're, like, two years older than me. Like, I still get, like, most of my 80s shit was, you know, beginning of the 90s, so I was getting, like, reruns. Right. Um, and one of my things, one of my things, you know, we talked about earlier was, like, Don Bluth films. Don Bluth, okay. Don Bluth. <laughs> uh, from, you know, even his the video game Dragon's Lair. Uh, Space Ace. Space Ace. Um... All Dogs Go to Heaven, uh, American Tell, which American Tell is still fucking awesome. Both of them. Yes. Um, John Candy. Those are the best things about John the 80s. Candy. Yeah, John Candy was in John. It. What are you talking about right now? Yeah, in the, uh, American. John. It's Don DeLuise. Yeah. Who do you who do you think was John Candy? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking about um, Five Ball Goes West. That's Don Blue film. It was. And he was a cat. No, he was not. He wasn't? That was Dom DeLuise. Are you serious? Yes. My whole life's yes, a fucking lie. Yes, that was Dom DeLuise. My life's a lie. Oh, <laughs> my is. God. This podcast is over. <laughs> it's over. It's so fucking over. My, what the hell, man? You just wrote the 80s for me. Well, since we're talking about John Candy, he, he was awesome. Like... <laughs> This should take some movies he was in. Space balls and... <laughs> God. I'm done. <laughs> what have you done? Wow. I, I just fucked the 80s, man. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> Jeez. With that, with that, I'm, I'm going to just kind of walk backwards a little bit. Let JR take over. I don't, even, I don't even know how to respond to that. Dude, my, my, like, my mind is blown right now because my entire life... I thought John Candy was the cat. <laughs> the cat. 
the cat he ladies ladies and gentlemen he's talking about the character named tiger from the five movies who he thought Dude, was john candy that was like freaking pizza the hut too did you think john candy was also pizza the hut in space balls no, and barf? i mean i know he was barf i i don't know who was uh you, you just confused Barf with Pizza the Hut. Uh, I didn't even know he was fucking Pizza the Hut. <laughs> Do you know who Dom DeLuise is? Dom DeLuise is Pizza the Hut. The little wiener dog on, uh, on fucking All Dogs Go to Heaven. Right? right, right. Itchy. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was and he was name. also, he was on the uh, the Muppet movie. He's the one that's like, that's my myth. Remember, remember that part? <laughs> I'm actually really embarrassed right now. You should be. <laughs> like, <laughs> For the whole world to see. <laughs> just fucking, just everything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> wow. What a way to start. Such an auspicious beginning. <laughs> now you guys know. Now you guys know. <laughs> but I don't know my 80s. <laughs> I'm going to have to take this over now, aren't yeah, I? You're yeah, to, you just got to take it over, man. Where did we leave off last time? Set, take the wheel. Uh, we was talking about <laughs> Star Wars last time. Yeah, we we need to we need to save Star Wars though. Yeah, we have. How how do we have to save it? We're well, gonna, I think we need to dedicate it to its own episode. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant like rescue it from itself. No, no, no! no. Actually, save no. it for a later time. Save it for a, a later like a later episode. We I still think. we still yeah. have like Indiana Jones. Uh, we have fucking Breakfast Club. Um, <laughs> John Hughes movies. Mm. That's Mm-mm-mm. I mean that's that's the eighties. Fucking the Great Outdoors. It had John Candy in it. Yeah, that that <laughs> actually <you> did. <laughs> yes, it had John Candy and and Bill Murray in it. No, that was that was Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> Derek. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put it past him. Rick Moranis. <laughs> The 80s was full. Derek thought he actually knew the 80s and he didn't at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just really embarrassed right now. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, my God. So we'll let you take over. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, um, so we did Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Let's let's get into some Indiana Jones. We want to talk about Indiana Jones? Uh, let's talk about Indiana Jones. It's a good place to start as any, don't you think? Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about Indiana Jones other than that I like the films. Well, I don't know if I know like huge amounts of trivia. You know, the the occasional Star Wars thing hidden in the movies, and you know, um, we could go back off when we were talking about with Star Wars last time is how much how. Um, George Lucas knows how to write a story, but he doesn't know how to tell a story. I mean, since, you know, he wrote Indiana Jones, like all of them, but he's not the one that told the story. You know, Senor Spielberg took the uh, directing chops on those movies. Yeah, to a great effect, I think. Mm -hmm. This might be a controversial uh, opinion, but... Really John Candy know. wasn't in any of the Indiana Jones movies. Let's just get that out of the way. He was Indiana Jones, goddammit. <laughs> and Han Solo. John Candy. John Candy, John Candy shot first. <laughs> oh, man. That's what uh, his wife said. This, this is going to... I'm going to remember wow. this for the rest of my life. <laughs> okay, okay. Indiana Jones. I do have something to say. Okay, so... Go for it. I just recently watched all the films 
for the first time in a long time. Back, Derek, you remember we went when we went to the movies to see Seth? Did you go with us to see Crystal Skull? I thought we all went together, us and the Melvins and everybody. See, that's, that's what I thought. I know that I went At with Pullman, Derek. Right, right, right. Yeah. So we came out of that movie. We were like, okay, that was all right. You know, it was a plausible Indiana Jones story. And uh, and so I was watching them all again, and I watched uh, like the same day I watched uh, Last Crusade and then Crystal Skull. And I was wrong. <laughs> they are just two different tiers of movies. Is it kind of weird that I like Crystal Skull more than I like Temple of Doom? Temple of Doom's great, man. I hate that movie. How? I, Why? The, the fucking Jar Jar Binks lady. <laughs> she, she ah, we didn't really know uh, that was the predecessor to Jar Jar yeah, right she, there she was the lady. Was the predecessor to Jar Jar Binks. And it's all just nagging and bullshit. Then you had like short round, which was cool. It was fucking cool. But that lady, she ruined the whole movie. For, I couldn't watch it. Like it reminded me of, like my ex ex girlfriend. Well, you know why she was in the movie, right? Because she sucks. No, yeah, well, yes, <laughs> technically, yes, she was fucking Steven Spielberg. What? You didn't know this? No, I didn't. She See, it's another thing to use. Okay, she was fucking Steven Spielberg, and that's why she was in the movie. So if I fucked Steven Spielberg, I can be in it. That would have been you in a wig. You. Damn it. Or John Candy. <laughs> if John Candy would have fucked Steven Spielberg, totally would have been him. I would have watched that movie. Oh, uh, God. We're the worst. It turns out Indiana Jones was uh, a homosexual with John Candy. With John... Where is this going? Where are we? Where are we now? We're turning this into porn, man. We're, we're, we're over here trying to talk about Indiana Jones. Derek's over here fucking shipping John Candy and fucking Steven Spielberg. Uh, so, you, know, you know, like I said, uh, since, since you know the John Candy thing just ruined the 80s for me. Damn it. We Damn. did. We totally thrown it off. We may yeah. have to end the podcast this now. Is, this, Thanks for joining us for our 14-minute uh, shit show here, everybody. Uh, we'll just, see you same time next week. <laughs> Totally. Totally derailed the whole thing. We, we, welcome to the podcast where we single-handedly destroyed Derek's childhood. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna find him like he said in the bathtub with the dryer, and he etched John Candy into his chest with a knife. This <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> Says John Candy, you'll always be my tiger. <laughs> he, he will. He's gonna be my tiger. Oh gosh, oh, I'm gonna I'm laugh about that for a solid month. <laughs> you guys might think I'm kidding. I really thought that John Candy. No, I believe you that you did. Like, you don't know how I feel right now. I just feel like shit. <laughs> I believe that you believed that. Oh, that, that was John Candy. But I assure you that it was not. Oh, I just had to mute my mic so the whole podcast wasn't just me cackling forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to get your laughs in there. That makes it better. Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. You know, that's going to be a reoccurring joke all night. So, who wants to talk about maybe wrestling? Ooh. Oh, well, I can talk about wrestling. <laughs> that's no problem. We can talk about some wrestling in the eighties. <laughs> We're just totally skimming over Indiana Jones. <laughs> we'll come back to Indiana Jones. Raiders was great. Raiders, Temple, meh. Temple, 
Okay, so, okay, let's get back to Indiana Jones then. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Fuck what I said a minute ago. Burn that bridge. Everybody me, put it on pause. Tack it up there. We're coming back to wrestling, brother. Let me defend Temple of Doom. <laughs> Go for it. It's a good movie. I mean, it's got, it's 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 classic Indiana Jones. Okay, coming off the back, coming off the back, it was, you have to understand seeing it from my point of view, like at least seeing and remembering it. Uh, it was after all three of the original films were out. So I'm seeing it sandwiched in the middle of Raiders and Last Crusade. And mm-hmm. in that sandwich, you know, it <laughs> it fits. It works. It's good for me. Uh, but I can understand how people would be put off coming directly off the back of Raiders in yes. the Temple of Doom. It's like going from, I don't know, watching Empire Strikes Back and immediately skipping to... Uh, Attack of the Clones. It's like, mm. it's pretty bad. Mm. That's mm. that's my opinion on it. <laughs> I, I think it's like, like, there's some really good parts in that movie. But the whole thing is that lady. I don't even know her name. I don't... Fucking John what, Candy. What's the character's name? Bitchface. <laughs> that was it. Bitchface <laughs> I <laughs> Bitchface McJarjar. Bitch face McJarjar. <laughs> Something controversial yet brave. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Where you have a strong woman character that was awesome in the previous movie, and then they just give you this whiny bitch throughout the whole movie, screaming, "Andy, save me!" The whole friggin' time she can't no, even do anything. Now let's get it right now. Andy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you call him Doctor Jones, Something lady. Hey, lady, you call him Doctor Jones. Something controversial yet brave opinion. Star Wars one through six become unbearable to watch on your sixth playthrough. That's halfway right. I, I halfway agree with that. I I like. Are we talking consecutive or are we talking just like over your life? It's like a marathonish. That's, I mean, I, would, I don't want to watch any movie six times in a row. It's like the Indiana Jones, like. Just, I have watched Ghostbusters eight times in a row one day. That's. Uh, Do you watch one and two back to back, or just the first one? No, straight first one eight times in a row. When Xander was little, is his favorite movie, Damn. and we watched it like I was home with him that day or something. And, we watched it eight times in a row, and you know what? That is my favorite movie of all time. We can talk about that later, but it held. I enjoyed it eight times in a row. I love that movie that much. That movie. They so are definitely time. worse movies that your child can make you watch eight times in a row. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I agree with that. So, all right, you, you're like, like you said, you're going from Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. To Temple, and then you go to the Last Crusade. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yes. Um, so so uh, Raiders and Last Crusade, they kind of have that same like theme. It, it like they're alike, like uh, in a way. They're, they they kind of have that same uh, vibe going for it. You you watch it, and you're like, oh, this is the Indiana Jones film. This is cool. Temple of Doom's like. Way different. 
Not really. You don't think so? No. I, I don't think it is. I think it's just that a character can annoy... Willie's her name, by Willie. the way. Willie. What yeah. a fucking stupid-ass name. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. That character can ruin the whole movie. It's an Indiana Jones film. No no doubt about it. Uh, but, yeah, that character sidetracks it after you have, like I said, a strong female uh, lead like we did with Marion and the right. first one and then you jump to this chick and you're like what in the world you know this is, this is polar opposites yeah I mean I, I, I still get a lot of enjoyment out of Temple of Doom because when I watched it as a kid that was my favorite one it has the most I would say it has the most action it has the most colorful things happening um, people getting their hearts ripped out I mean that's the that's the shit I want to see when I'm Really that good. opening scene, that opening scene is awesome. It in is the, pretty good. In the club, yeah. Very and then you get, jump right into them friggin' jumping out of a plane with an inflatable raft. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's a funny thing too. Like that movie had so many like just off the wall things, and when people went in the scene, um, Crystal Skull, and they complained about the refrigerator nuking scene. I was cool with that. I was okay with it. <laughs> What what's everybody's big problem with it? Because, I mean, in the realm of Indiana Jones being based off those old you know serials back in the day, what's the difference between an alien and what you know, uh, hocus pocus magic that we had in the others? What's I mean? What's the, what's the big difference? It's an indefinable quality, I feel, because watching uh, Last Crusade back to back with Crystal Skull. I, there was just something that wasn't there. I think a lot of it had to do with CG. Maybe, maybe that's it. And the monkey scene. Yeah, God damn the monkeys. Damn monkey scene. <laughs> is is it just the beef? Did the beef ruin it for everybody? I, I think so. I, I'm I'm thinking them pushing, you know, him having a son, and like just the CGI stuff. Like those movies work. Due to their practical effects, just like Star Wars worked with their practical. Why did effects. they? They did not need those effects, except for maybe the aliens. I do don't. you do you need fucking monkeys for your Indiana Jones movie? No, no you don't. You don't need the monkey vine swinging bullshit scene. But we have a friggin' monkey skull cracking open, eating the brains scene on Temple of Doom. So I guess he just has a thing for monkeys, like cutting off hands. George Lucas has to have a monkey in an Indiana Jones film. I I always blame George Lucas for the monkeys. <laughs> I, I think it was Spielberg's idea, though, wasn't it? I just, like, I pictured it in my head, and I think I told you this at the time that we watched the movie, when the monkey scene happened. I just see Spielberg... Just like at the in the cutting room, he's just looking at the monkey scene and he's just saying, "Oh my god, this is the worst thing I've ever seen." And George Lucas in the background going, "More monkeys!" <laughs> I, I, I it's kind of it's kind of like that South Park episode where they made fun of Crystal Skull, where yeah. they were actually Lucas and and uh, Spielberg were raping Indy. <laughs> <laughs> god, that is so brutal. Watch that. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Beside the monkeys in the refrigerator scene, I I enjoyed Crystal Skull. 
I, I was fine with it. Like I said, I think a lot of it has to do with the practical effects wasn't utilized as much as the original films. Right. And mm-hmm. the fact that they was trying to shoehorn, you know, a son into this, making you think that Shia LaBeouf's going to take over the reins of Indiana Jones. I understand the logic of that. Um... I understand why they did it at the time he was poised to be the next big thing. He's not famous anymore. Right. <laughs> he's famously... <Just> do it! <laughs> he's famously not famous now. Um, I understand why they did what they did. They just they kind of brought it back like, Oh, it's Indy's son with the woman who was the best female character of any Indiana Jones oh, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome! Like just seeing, you know, a lot of the original cast on there. That was really cool. Um, I mean, it, I, I mean, I know we're not in the fucking eighties, but we're still talking about Indiana Jones, and that was the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, one thing I'll say about it is, I love Kate Blanchett. I love Kate Blanchett. I love you, Kate Blanchett. If you're listening to this and you're into into dwarves like you were in fucking Lord of the Rings, hit me up. Call me. Call me. Call Holla at you, boy. I love you forever, Kate Blanchett. Anyways, uh. <laughs> what's up, Slinky Jim? Welcome to the stream. Be sure to hit that like button. Smash that like button. Derek's uh, also gonna do that. Hey, uh, John Candy, if you're listening to this right now, I sure do love you. Then we have to tell him that John Candy died back, you know, what, 1989, 90, somewhere yeah, in that. Oh, like 1991 or 1992. No, wait, wait. Yeah. When, when did Cool Runnings come out? 1993. 90, it was between, 91 or 93. Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. I think I've seen that movie. Get on time. up. It's bobsled time. Have you seen Uncle Buck? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Obviously. Oh, that movie. Shit, that movie's good. John Candy. Ask him if I've seen... You should have seen the size of the toast. You couldn't even bring it through the front door. Ask me if I've seen Uncle Buck. Some people Jeez. haven't seen Uncle Buck. Jeez. Yeah. I So was you kind of late watching the Indiana Jones movies, dude? So I remember when I first seen Indiana Jones, like, I started out, I didn't watch uh, Raiders first. I watched um, The Last Crusade. Yeah, I watched it first, too. I, I think that was one of the things I kind of messed up. Lots of fat shows. Just, Man, that's a great that's a great way. You're not gonna be missing out on any Indiana Jones if you started with the last one. You know, what was the last what is, one? What is this happening? For, hey fatty. Was a fat chotes tubesters uh quiz Quiz What's up guys? Welcome to the stream. I love, I love the name. Yeah. Mike Who Cheese Harry? Mike Who Cheese Harry 3. Large Kong. Large Kong. Biggie <laughs> Boy. Biggie Boy. Damn. Johnson. Damn, man. Biggie Boy. <laughs> it's like. Johnson. Oh, 
Oh. 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 There it is. We're not doing that. Drop that band. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Biggie Boy Johnson. Yeah, Making the job easier. <laughs> Holy crap. PewDiePie. <laughs> I, I'm immune to fat. I'm immune to fat, uh, you know, fat jokes and shit. Yeah, I know. I'm fat. I'm oh, no, you. don't call the fat guy a fat guy. No, uh, wait. Fat, I'm so- we have we have with us the most observant viewers. I do like your name. It's pretty cool. Aside from the uh, you dropping the hard R, dropping that hard R, Biggie boy. Else. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude! Biggie, Biggie like- boy, Biggie boy Johnson. Where he's like every little thing that I do. I'll do it for you. I wish I knew how to read emojis. That is... Something in my butt. Okay. okay. Thumbs up. Okay, thumbs up. Okay, thumbs up. Okay, thumbs up. Okay, poop, poop. Sad, sad, sad. It has something... I don't know yet. Wait, is that poop? Is that poop or is that the uh, yogurt emoji? Is that, is that what they call it? That's poop, baby. Poop, baby. That's doo-doo. Doo-doo. Anyways... <laughs> Back to the, uh, back to the 80s. Seth, get us out of here. <laughs> Save us from this us quagmire of, of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Indiana Jones, awesome. Uh, you can do without Temple of Doom and Crystal Skull. Watch Last Crusade and Raiders of the Lost Ark and you'll love it forever. Hearts. Yeah, yeah, it's... Hearts. Okay, JR, you want to talk some wrestling? You want to talk about wrestling? You want to talk about wrestling? I'm ready to talk Four about eyes, really? Four eyes. Four eyes? Ooh, okay. easy there. Really? What is the kindergartner? <laughs> really? Eight eyes? Eight eyes? I have a feeling that these people are sitting right next to each other. Doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Him. Him. Four eyes. Who's eight eyes? No, it's the same dude. It's the it's same like, dude with two computers, one yeah, hand man. on each keyboard. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Call, call him eight eyes. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, good job. Now crush my cock. Tell him he's got four dicks. <laughs> Next to we sixteen eyes. We're gonna keep doubling it. We got four dicks. Lordos, wow, man, you guys are doing it. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Okay. Let me lick your sweaty <laughs> fat rolls. Damn, bro. Did you want coke? I, I I love this. Lick. Let me lick your sweaty fat rolls. <laughs> Calm down before you have a fat attack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Guys, we really don't give a shit what you say. We're just happy you're here. Yeah. Mm. You know. The new wrestlers need to punch better, like not leaving for the twenty. I gotta agree with that. Back in the day, like Andre the Giant, fucking Macho Man, what, and John Candy. Let's not forget the the heavyweight champion of the world, John Candy. John Candy, <laughs> representing mm. Andre the Giant. He didn't punch. He like just meat hooked, bitch slapped you across the face. It there was, was never like a punch from him. It's just like here's this giant friggin' mitt I have. Slam! Just like, I mean, the name Andre the Giant is like, that's as literal as the names you can get. It's like, that dude was a fucking giant. Yeah, I mean, 
Uh, I mean, I, you got to talk about Hulk Hogan if you're talking about 80s and wrestling. <clears throat> Let me talk about how utter shit Hulk Hogan was. Who's the oh. shit? Do tell. Did you ever like go go back and watch his matches from the eighties? And he just he just he was the worst. He was like maybe him and Ultimate Warrior were the worst, and they were like my two favorite guys when I was a kid. But <laughs> why are they the worst? What's wrong with their matches? Because they neither of them know how to wrestle. <laughs> like I don't understand that at all. Fake though. Fake is is the the stories and shit is fake. The fighting is not real. It's it's slightly choreographed, but the athleticism is real. Yes, I, I like that episode of South Park where those uh, they had the backyard wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> I had so many abortions. <laughs> so I mean, I can't I can't say enough how wrong it was on a technical standpoint for. Uh, Randy Savage to ride the coattails of Hulk Hogan because they were different. They were worlds apart as far as skill. Keemstar? No, Keemstar. No, no, we're not Keemstar. Fucking um, drama alert. I am. Yeah, that's me. Can't you tell? Alrighty. I've never watched one of his videos, not once in my life. He's okay. Not once have I ever. Um. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about wrestling. I was a kid, and I liked the stupid people the most because <laughs> they wore the flashiest makeup, and they did the dumbest shit. See, I always thought, like, I remember it was, like, Jake the Snake, and uh, it was Macho Man, Randy Savage, Elizabeth, and I was getting married at WrestleMania, and Jake the Snake, Roberts comes out with his fucking huge-ass snake, and it actually bites Macho Man. Yeah, like, is that the one where he tied him up in the ropes and they're like they're like blurring out? It's a cobra, and they're like blurring out the cobra like sunk into his arm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember that vividly. Braun Strowman's pretty awesome. Braun Strowman's good. He's the shit. I'm really glad that he took off the way he did. That dude's massive. Have you been watching any wrestling lately, Seth? Like. Have you been catching up with it? Any? No, I have not watched anything lately. When I was in high school, I mean, that's when it was friggin' uh, WCW with NWO, and oh, then of man. course, yeah, Raw was big, and I watched, right. you know, the friggin' Rock and uh, Stone Cold. <laughs> you know, that was what man, that was good. Yeah, man, that was good Sorry. back then. Between the like. Rock versus Stone Cold, and then Stone Cold, the whole thing with The Undertaker, where he, like, like the Undertaker had made a grave for him, and then he comes out and kicks the shit out of The Undertaker and throws him in the grave and, like, covers him in beer. That was... <laughs> that Stone Cold was awesome. Stone Cold was awesome. And The Rock. I friggin' <laughs> am the biggest The Rock fan. The dude's just an awesome person, but I love the friggin'... When when I started, got back into it, he was with the corporation, so he was the bad guy then, given the corporate eyebrow and the corporate elbow, before he went <laughs> back to the people's eyebrow and the people's elbow. Well, I think we're getting off topic a little bit. That's 90s territory. I know. I know, but still. <laughs> uh, 
I think we, we talked about a lot of 80s stuff. It's hard, it's just, we're having a little trouble coming up with some topics today. Yeah, Do you want to talk Ghostbusters? We can talk Ghostbusters. Let's get on that Ghostbusters magic train. I, I, think, I think the whole, like, the John Candy thing definitely derailed everything. It did. I well, blame all you. Like you for everything. I won't have PTSD from this. Forever. <laughs> forever. You're going to wake up in a cold sweat. John Candy. In the middle of the night. <laughs> Say it ain't slow, John. Oh, my God. He, he's going to, like, double check us now. He's like, I know they're friggin' lying to me. He's going to go to Wikipedia and he's start gonna, looking up the cast list. He's, he's good on IMDb right now. I'm surprised <laughs> I haven't done it yet. I, like, I have my phone over there, and I'm very tempted to look it up. I'm telling you that we're right. JR, JR what if a, uh, um, oh shoot, Mandela effect happened? And ju- we actually... I, would, I would jump out my fucking window right now. <laughs> okay, and John Candy was the voice of. I would jump out my fucking window. Oh, Jesus Christ. There, there you go. There, there's a great one to talk about before we get about Ghostbusters. Baron Stain or Baron Steen? Oh. Uh, AVG ended this. Right. He, he did an episode of this, and it freaked me out. It's it crazy, was, isn't it? It's is fucking terrifying. I swear that it was Berenstein when I was a kid. That's what I thought. I swear. I right, same here. Same here. But there yeah. are like some books that it's like both ways, isn't it? Like misprinted. There's just like books, videotapes, and stuff where it's misprinted, um, which you know the people who are for the Mandela effect being a thing. Which, we can talk about the Mandela Effect if you want to, and, and how it occurred, or how it's believed to have occurred. You probably know more than I do about it. I just I just know there's a group of people, they thought Nelson Mandela died in the in prison in the 80s, and that's about it. What's up, Negro 89? Oh, no! What? Oh, my God! God damn it, Derek. Where are you banned? What the fuck, dude? <laughs> what happened? Nothing. Don't concern don't, yourself don't, with don't it. Don't look. Don't read the name. I just... Damn it. Fuck. Ass. Anyway. Uh, so, it is It is believed that the Mandela effect occurred because when the Large Hadron Collider was first turned on, it destroyed the universe. Say what? When they first activated the Large Hadron Collider, <laughs> it destroyed our universe. And we're in an alternate universe? And everyone's consciousness picked up and hopped over to the nearest, most closely related universe. Dude, that's like John Candy deep. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> back to it. Could be worse. I, I fell for that. Oh my god. I can't believe that shit. I well, can. Welcome to the channel. I can. Fucking John Candy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> just, this this uh, John Candy thing just made me racist. Oh man. Okay. And he wonders why the channel doesn't grow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ghostbusters. <clears throat> Let's get on that Ghostbusters train. Oh, back to Ghostbusters. Okay. So. Um, she's what an awesome movie. I mean, from start to finish, um, so many quotes. I, I the whole movie is basically a giant quote. 
I yes. mean, do you know? You know, there's so many lines from that. And the best thing from us, probably thanks to Bill Murray being so awesome, because he can always, my uncle and I talked about this like years ago when I was a kid, of how Bill Murray can like bring a line, and it's just like a normal line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the part when they're getting on the uh, elevator and the guy's like, oh, that must be some big cockroaches. And he's like, bite your head off. Just the way he delivered that line made it quotable, <laughs> made it like funny, you know, just a normal right. line like that. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love everything about that movie. The music, the the you know the special effects, ILM of course, uh, doing everything awesome. Uh, you know that movie. If you've ever looked into the history of it, it is a perfect accident for yeah, it you, to come out as a perfect movie. You talked about that last time, and I wanted you to kind of elaborate on that because I'm not completely aware of what uh, you know what all is is involved with that. Well, um. Jeez. Well, just like uh, casting, you know, who was supposed to be, you know, Vankman was supposed to be played by uh, John Belushi. Really? You know, oh. yeah. Because C- Ackroyd wrote this, wrote the script and everything. Him and Harold Ramis, they wrote the script for that, uh, you know, with a bunch of the cast in mind, you know, SNL cast, uh, and, you know, all their buddies, the comedian buddies they you know been with. And Ackroyd and Belushi right. were like, you know, best friends. And yeah, Venkman was originally written for John Belushi, but of course, as we all know, John died. Yeah. So that kind of fell in. There's one, you know, happy accident, haha, uh, that, you know, um, you know, Bill Murray got that role. I mean, could you right. imagine anybody else playing Peter Venkman besides Bill no, Murray? No, God, no. Yeah. Except yeah, uh, so. except for the, uh, the, the Garfield voice one from Real Ghostbusters. <laughs> Yeah, I, they always mix those guys up. Well, who is that? I can't remember. I'll have to look that up here in a minute from the real Ghostbusters. But, yeah, um, who else? Eddie Murphy was supposed to play Winston. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, but because, you know, there was just, like, casting and, you know, uh he had some, you know, prior commitments and everything, so he couldn't do that. So, you know, there, there's, you know, they, they were looking for a bigger, big star in that role. But I mean, look, that's made Ernie Hudson's career, and he, you know, he's gotten a couple good roles after that. You know, uh, I am the uh, crow. I'm actually glad that it was Ernie Hudson instead of uh, yes, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy would have hammed the shit out of it. I think Winston. Winston was, I feel like he was designed to be that everyman character that, that would yes, kind of initiate yeah. you in with the rest of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the whole, like, at the, at the uh, towards the end, you know, when he's talking to the mayor and he's like, you know, he, he becomes that everyman character because right. here you got your three scientists and they're, right. like, spl- explaining everything that's shooting over the mayor's head and here comes your everyman character and he's like, uh, you know, I just want to tell you, I've been with the company for a short time, but in that time, you know, I've seen shit that will turn you white. Right. <laughs> you know, these things are real. Uh, he he did great in that role, and I, I always hate, I don't know, there's just a lot of, you know, there is some you know inherent racism where that character could be better, or they can include him more. You know, they kind of did it again in the second one. It kind of like starts with those three again, and then, right. you know, he comes later, but... I always love Winston. You know, there's four Ghostbusters, in my opinion, and, and he, you know, they're not complete without him. Um, man, that just, it's such good casting. There's happy accidents of how 
or filming locations that shouldn't have been, you know, that ended up being the iconic. I have to send you guys a link and read. I can't think, you know, here I am. I'm put on the spot and trying to talk for a podcast, <laughs> you know. And there's just all kinds of happy accidents. I've read all kinds of articles about, you know, certain things that should have delayed the film and, and, and um, you know, uh, there's there was a, was it a TV show or something? There was another Ghostbusters, like, old movie or TV show you know, that already had the name and they had to deal with that. They weren't really aware of, uh, they had to deal with that, you know, legal, legalese, um, filming locations, you know, just stuff put back, props not working out, uh, director changes and here and there. And, and, but, you know, it finally all just came together. You know, people who were supposed to play the characters, everything, it just, it came together and it just made this, awesome movie i love every bit about that movie i could go watch it eight times in a row and not not be (laughs) bored by it Uh, i just love everything about it it's funny it's action-packed it's you know mythical uh it's you know there you got scientists you know actually putting you know fake science you know to the reality the reality the whole movie is just you know I watched. Have you ever watched any of movie movie Bob's reviews on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. He does. He does. A, he has a series called Really That Good when he shows you, you know, talks about movies, and he talks very. He does one about Ghostbusters, and um, you could watch that and probably get some of the you know history of everything. Uh, but he talks about how how that movie, you know what it was doing at the time and that's why it kind of held on it was it was kind of a um middle finger to religion at the time there was the whole like occult stuff going on in the 80s and uh that's what that movie is it's 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 a it's funny it's 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 like a big uh, middle finger to religion because it's you hear are these scientists talking about gods and everything and showing how they can beat them with science yeah. You know, these three guys basically in their garage, in a sense, building equipment and, you know, taking on what was, you know, the supernatural, you know, kind of like an evolution of man. And that's, you know, that's kind of the lasting power of the movie. It's this, uh, you know, underlying uh, theme to the film, besides all the good jokes and the great, you know, special effects and everything, the action. That's kind of where, where that movie lies. And it's kind of part of why it's stuck around. It's such a good movie. Uh, really when you, you look back on it, uh, and, and let me say that when I was a kid watching it, it was extra creepy for me because the only copy I had of it was taped off of like HBO or something like that. And the tape was warped. So it kind of had this weird kind of eerie thing to the music where it kind of warbled. Mm-hmm. So, so it made it like extra creepy for me when I was a kid. I was, I thought it was actually a little like the, the beginning library scene scared oh, yeah. the crap out of me as oh. a kid. That that's a good jump scare with the library ghost every time. It's like go you see Gozer and his uh, minions for the first time. It's fucking scary as shit when he was a kid. There's a good thing too about that movie. Since we're talking about it, the jokes. That was always on point. They never felt forced, and that well, was you had perfect. you had three comedy geniuses in their mm-hmm. prime, mm-hmm. delivering friends. That shit. Who are also friends and right. have worked together mm-hmm. for years. So they basically can just riff off of each other the right. whole time. 
This is like that one specific, which you probably know the quote better than I do, as, uh, yeah, he's right, he has no dick. This <laughs> <laughs> is perfect, like, coming from, like, he doesn't break character or anything, it's just, it's just hilarious, monotone, and <laughs> has no dick. Yeah, this man has no dick. <laughs> well, that's what I heard, you know, they get in the fight, that's when he comes back, that's what I heard. <laughs> Oh, man. So let me ask you then, how do you feel about Ghostbusters 2? Whoop. You there? Yep. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, it totally cut out. You said, how do you feel about oh, how nothing do you on f- my end? How do you feel about Ghostbusters 2? I like Ghostbusters 2. I know there's a whole lot of hate for Ghostbusters 2. There's a lot of hate for Ghostbusters 2. I never understood it. Really? There's a lot of there's it's it go goes with the history and it's kind of how like the executives and studio got in on it and kind of made it more of a uh, merchandise thing yeah, uh, as compared as to the original that was this unknown thing and like I said this happy storm that you know perfect mistake uh, right man I wish I, I here I am talking I wish I could remember some more of that I mean it's this laundry list of stuff that film shouldn't have happened but it did because it was like meant to like the universe willed that film into happening and it became a perfect film which it really shouldn't be you know for the goofy premise of it and everything with some of the comedy and everything uh, but yeah I don't have a problem with Ghostbusters 2 I see the problems people say with it and, and you know what happened and it is kind of a rehash of the first one in a sense uh, maybe I don't know I've enjoyed it I enjoyed it I liked when they had the Statue of Liberty with the Nintendo arcade controller <laughs> and you know they're playing higher and higher <laughs> you know hell I even liked Yanush. <laughs> Yanush is awesome there was a show, what was, oh, he was on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like the second season, maybe? He was a recurring character on there. He played some, some uh, doctor, I think, with the Inhumans or something. That's getting off topic, but I hadn't seen him since that movie, like in anything. And then I saw him, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Janusz. <laughs> that part, you'd want to talk about a part that scared me as a kid, is when he is the, like, nanny, and he uh-huh. comes and takes Oscar. That yeah. part freaked me out. The way he looks there, and like when he turns and smiles at her, and his eyes are all lit up. That part as a kid freaked me out. Yeah, I could see that. See, like it's funny because I I didn't see Ghostbusters two until just last year. Just last year? Yeah. Wow. What? Okay. I was watching it. Was on. Right. Like, John USA. Candy's not in it. <laughs> no John Candy. No Ghostbusters. No. Go. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I. I I don't remember much about it. I was high when I watched it. Um, Get it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was just there. It was on the USA, and I was just watching some of it. And, you know, I, I wasn't paying attention, but I, you know, as as much as I've ever seen in that movie, so I don't I don't have that same appreciation. Which I I, I like the first Ghostbusters movie a lot, and I can't quote it um, like. You guys might be able to, but you know, I, I like that movie. Um, one, one of my favorite movies, though, is Breakfast Club. I like Breakfast Club. I like uh, that's not my favorite John Hughes film. Not your favorite? What's your favorite John Hughes film? You can probably guess what my favorite is. Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles. Wrong. 
Uh, let's see. I'm to think. I absolutely love Ferris Bueller. Oh. Oh well, yeah. Fucking forgot about that. So, movie. so what did you think? Kind of going off topic from the eighties. Were you so happy at the uh, after credits scene for Deadpool? Oh yeah. Did I see that? Have you seen Deadpool? Did, no, I've seen Deadpool. Did I watch an after credits scene? Did you watch it? Past the credits? I may not have. Oh my god. Are Dude. you kidding me? No, Dude. I don't recall. It pulls a Ferris Bueller. Does it? Same, same exact shit. It's, god. it's amazing. Now I got. Yeah, he's in the robe and everything. It's like the hallway, <laughs> and it's like them doing the after credit scene from Ferris Bueller. You know where he's like, the movie's over. <laughs> you know. Oh god, I need to do. I need to watch that now. Oh, he even he even ends it with chicka chicka. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he like stop and uh, it's like the very last thing he does. I haven't, I haven't seen Deadpool in a while. I haven't either. How have you gone to a modern Marvel movie and not stayed after the credits? Because it's not MCU. I didn't really think about it. Uh, what do you mean they do it with all the X-Men movies? That's how we knew from like, what was that? Uh, Days of Future Past we were going to have Apocalypse because that post credit scene was him with the four horsemen. What's, yeah. What's the new one that's coming out? Like Dark Phoenix or some shit? Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Man, I hope it's not terrible. Oh, look what we're going to do. It's the X-Men and Gene, the Phoenix. I want to say something controversial right here. The Phoenix is my most hated part of any X-Men lore. Really? Yeah. Mm. It was cool when I was a kid. <laughs> With the animated show? Yeah. I always, I always liked that shit. Um, did you guys ever see the uh, the attempt that Marvel made at, uh, at an X-Men show? In the eighties? No. No. You never saw it? Negative. Okay, so they did a pilot episode of an X Men TV show that never got picked up. Um and it's actually what the Konami arcade game was based on. Oh, the cartoon? Are you yeah. talking cartoon? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Okay. Yeah, I remember okay. that. I rented that from like the you know, rental store as a kid. I uh, actually I had the VHS when I was a kid. I got it. Uh, I got it. Like when I got my tonsils taken out or whatever, I was five years old, and uh, <laughs> they got me the X Men videotape so I could stay home from school and watch it over and over again and feel bad. Is it only like a half an hour or something? I remember it being kind of a short episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like uh, it's just like a uh, pilot for a cartoon show that didn't get picked up. The animation was great. Um, they fucked some stuff up on it. Uh, Wolverine had an Australian accent for some reason. I remember that. Um, but uh, the animation... Storm had her like comic-accurate black outfit on, too, didn't she? Yes. And that. Yeah. And so that white outfit she had on the 90s cartoon. Cyclops had on the like the full head thing, covered his entire Yeah, head. yeah. So they, they had all of that. So they were pretty... Uh, Wolverine was uh, brown and yellow. Well, they had Colossus in that, and I always hated how they treated Colossus with the 90s cartoon. Yeah. I never thought we got enough of him. He was good in that one, in the the one I'm talking about. Yes. But uh, they also had, um, of course, I didn't even, I didn't know who Dazzler was then. That wasn't yeah. one that I was familiar with, but that was one of the, the X-Men in the cartoon. And then Nightcrawler, and uh, Kitty Pride. 
think I was, I was a late bloomer when it came to uh, superhero stuff like that. Like, I think it was really, like, maybe when I was a junior in high school. Really? Like, yeah, I never really got into it. You never it. watched, like, Spider-Man, X-Men cartoons of the 90s? I watched Batman, the animated series. Uh, Greatest cartoon ever made. It's, it's fine. I, I, I can agree with that. Uh, yeah, I could probably agree with that as well. Um, I... My my thing was, you know, Power Rangers when it came out, and uh, which I was you and every other kid, you and every other kid during the nineties. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like, you know, I'm more of a nineties kid than I am, you know, an eighties kid because I, you know, like I said, I only got like three years on the eighties. Yeah. So, like, basically, which I, I'm I'm pretty sure when we go into the nineties, I'll be a little bit more. Uh, uh, well versed in that <laughs> but no I, I never did get like super big into like comic books or I was into comic books for a little while not not seriously but you know mm. I had an interest in comic books it's like I video games was my thing like whenever I was maybe three years old I believe uh, you know I started playing video games the first thing I remember was NES was playing uh, Bugs Bunny Bugs Bunny which one uh, uh couldn't even tell you the birthday one or the the other one i think it was the other one it was like mario 3 oh yeah um but i i remember that like i remember the nes era starting when i which you know that's something i can say you know that's that might that was going into the 90s but you know i just remember playing that uh mario of course and duck hunt and um yeah, but it, you know, I never really got big into a lot of stuff we we talk about until probably, you know, I was I was a teenager. Um, I, I spent most of my time when I was a kid trying to fit in, so I was just that fat kid in school that <laughs> got picked on. Well, I mean, let's talk about NES. Yeah, that we can talk about NES all day. Go Seth, for it, Seth. Were you an NES kid? Oh yeah, jeez. <laughs> uh, my cousin, my my older cousin, uh, about four years older than me. He, I remember when he got his, and we they lived up in Hilliard, and we went and uh, spent a weekend up there at my aunt's house. And he's like, "Have you heard of this new Nintendo thing?" He said, "I got one." Uh, <laughs> my my older cousin, I used to like hero worship him because you know short sad story my uncle had passed away when i was very young his dad uh and he worked for the government and you know back uh, my cousin got a social security check from him passing away uh-huh. until he was 18 so he had this income you know as a kid and uh, you know a couple hundred bucks every month as a kid in the 80s that's a lot, a lot, that's of, money, a lot of money you know yeah, so he always had everything. Like he had a room full of like the newest GI Joe toys, and some of my first Transformers toys were hand me downs from him, or ones that when he kind of started getting out of them. Yeah, he let he let my parents buy, or he gave to me, uh, and uh, so yeah, he was always like the coolest because he had you know the newest pair of Jordans, and he had the NES with every game and accessory for it. You know, uh, he was the first time I ever saw a laptop computer he had it he, you know he had bought it uh, 
when he was in high school, he got into photography and he had two like three thousand dollar cameras. <laughs> you know, he just always had all this cool stuff. So, yeah, his NES. I went up there and I remember uh, first games I played that he had. First game I ever touched, of course, was original Super Mario Brothers. Um, and then uh, he had Castlevania. And of course, the you know Konami Ninja Turtles, the oh, yeah. Yeah. hardest game. That's you know Angry Video Game Nerd starting his career with one of that being one of the first games was great because I, <laughs> everything he yelled about, I was like, that's why I fell in love with him. You know, as a creator, I was like, oh, I hate that game too because of that, and I could never get past it. And I played it so much. Okay, he I had that, that game too. I think I think I want to think that he had Super Mario Brothers two like it was close enough that they'd released him when he got his NES or something. Right. I think he had that. I forget if there's anything else. Let me see that. Those were the games I started with: Castlevania, Super Mario Brothers, the Ninja Turtles, and maybe Super Mario, or maybe when it came out later, because he'd come down and visit in the summer, stay with my grand our grandparents, and then he'd come over and spend a night of that. You know, when he was spending like two weeks with our grandparents, he'd come over yeah. a couple nights with us, and he'd bring his Nintendo over, and I didn't have one, so that was like the bit. You know, when when my cousin Aaron was over, he's like, well, "We're playing Nintendo till we're not sleeping ever." Sleeps for pansies, you know. I think like, oh crap! Sorry about that. There's one. There's gonna die over here. Um, I was like born into an NES. Like I'm pretty sure there was like one in my house at birth. Really? Yeah. Um. So I grew up with it completely. Just you know, all the time it was on. Something was going on. See, mine was like, I, I know I had one. It was like, the thing was, was, like, whenever I was a kid, my dad used to, like, take our stuff and sell it and shit. Mm. And we'd come home and be gone. But, uh, like, I remember vividly um, playing NES for the first time. It was Bugs Bunny and uh, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, it wasn't number. It wasn't the first one. It was the, uh, it's either number two or three. But, like, it's just one of those things. I kind of wish, like, when I would say if I have a kid or something like that, that's the first thing I want to do is just let them play NES Classic or something. Just be like, hey, it's like, I mean, it's like a museum. Um, I mean, there's so many games on the NES, and the funny thing is, there's still people who make games for the yeah, NES. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a good system. It's like some of the biggest franchises uh, we know today is like came from the NES, and the NES basically saved um, you know the whole video game industry as a whole. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it was it did, and it also paved the way for its own competition. Not mm. a lot of people know this. Um, what saved the video game industry was Nintendo requiring these licensing things. Mm -hmm. you know, the seal of quality that Nintendo had. They required these. You know, they had to. They had to use Nintendo brand cartridges that that they had to get from Nintendo, um, and they had to all be licensed. There was an official library. You know, uh, Atari was Wild West. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, LJN. That's oh, all I'll Jesus. say. <laughs> 
Atari was the Wild West, so Nintendo kind of reined that in. But the the issue with that is that they left kind of a bad taste in some developers and publishers' mouths. That's where Sega came in in 89 with the Genesis, and they were like, oh, so, hey, Nintendo ain't treating you so good. Did you make some Genesis games? You had some of these companies that would figure out a way around the whole uh, Nintendo soul of approval. Like, yeah, I think it's Tengen. 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 That's how you say it, yeah. Um, you know, they would have these um, non-NES uh Cartridges and, and, and Wisdom Tree. Mm. <laughs> These stackable fucking cartridges. Like, they were one of them. It might have been on the Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo was the stack, the stackable one. Yes. Because I remember they had, like, Super Noah's Ark. Yeah, yeah, and you had to have another another Super Nintendo game to put on it to get mm. it to, to... Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, no, they, they had their own cartridges that worked in the NES, but they were not produced by Nintendo. Um, it was Tengen and uh, Wisdom Tree. Wisdom Tree. I don't like it. That one that the um, religious company... Yes, they made the Bible games. So they, they took uh, pretty much source code from uh, Super Mario Brothers 3... Or no, it was uh, number two and three. They took like source code and they made their own shitty versions of uh, yeah Super Mario, but with Jesus in them or something. Uh, well, I, I thought know. it was Moses, wasn't the one like Moses or Noah? It was it Noah was jumping Noah. around the ark. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like a three pack. There was like three games in that, uh, three <laughs> shitty games, but <laughs> games nonetheless. Uh, actually, like you know, I grew up really religious, so I would actually rent those from the Bible bookstore. Oh, they had that? Yeah, they did. So, Holy I, shit. yeah, yeah, I'm serious. I actually played all those games, like legitimately played those games back in the day. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, it's kind of bad. I go, you're talking about the. You know, a Bible thing. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> it's like that's the holiest of shits. No, but Here's a question, guys. Yeah. Here's a question. What was the first game you ever beat? Beat? Oh. Beat. First game Ooh. you completed. Beat. Power Rangers on the Super Nintendo. And I was a, the only reason why I did it because I knew you could, like, I found out that you can. Um, Enable two-player mode at the very end of the game. You can have the Megazord fighting re-repulses, Megazord, whatever it was. And the only way you could do it is if you beat the game. And I tried forever to beat that game. And I finally did it so me and my brother could play two-player Power Rangers. That's the first game I remember ever beating. Ever. I beat that game back in the day, yeah. Um, geez, I don't know. I can't really... I don't know if I can really say for sure the first game I remember legitimately beating. Mm. Because I had a Game Genie back in the day. Oh, you had a Game Genie? Yeah. Che- cheaty boy. Cheer. Sneaky boy. <laughs> so, Super yeah. Mario Brothers 2 was my first one. Yeah, I did beat that one. That was crazy when I found it. Like I, like I legitimately blew my mind when I found out that Mario was dreaming at the end. Spoilers. It's weird. Yeah, thirty year old spoilers. <laughs> I never. Beat the whole Super freaking game's a dream. It's like I never beat Super Mario three. I I beat that one. I never did. I, I I beat Super Mario Brothers. 
See, I never beat Mario 1 back then. It, I, I didn't beat it until I was like 10, I think. Wow. And I was, uh, was lucky because you got on the last castle and you had to figure out the pattern uh, in order to get to Bowser. Um, but, you know, I'd go through and I'd you know, die doing having save points or shit like that. Um, one game I remember beating legitimately was uh, Link to the Past. Link to the Past? Mm-hmm. See, I've never beat that game. Really? Yeah, you should do yourself I've... a favor and do that. Uh, Link to the Past, I, I played that one legitimately through. It was very hard for me was at the it? time. It is not now. It is probably one of the most easy and accessible Zelda games that you can play now. But uh, I did play that one all the way through. Um, I always had the problem of I always make it to the you know this low roll or high rolls uh, future version oh the dark world yeah dark world and something would happen to my save it would just die and That's this weird. happened every time I would get to bad battery in your cart yeah it, it was fucked um now I mean we're kind of getting off topic a little bit but uh, <laughs> um the first game that I remember like really really destroying like just going ham on was uh Super Mario 64 really yes I thought you was gonna say Mega Man I love Mega Man like don't don't get me wrong I love Mega Man but they I always knew they were difficult and I just like playing them to play them uh Super Mario 64 um yeah yeah I didn't like play I didn't have I didn't play a Nintendo 64 until I was in middle school. Like, no, no, it wasn't even then. Because, you know, back, I think when I was in middle school, they had 64. It was probably in high school when I finally played it. Really? Yeah, like, I didn't know. I, like, I would play PlayStation. I didn't have, you know, Nintendo system. Well, I think I'm going to save my my Mario 64 story for when we do the 90s. Yeah. Because uh, I'll tell you how I discovered it and how, I, how it came about. It's a pretty neat story. Uh, but yeah. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of other good things that came out of you. Like, just go ahead and music. You know, it's kind of almost laughable the '80s and their music. Like, you know, you had Electric Synth, and then you had these '80s hair bands and stuff like that. And some of it's kind of cheesy today, but I kind of have a respect for the '80s in terms of music. I don't care what you say. I love New Wave. I, I actually like hair metal sometimes. I can, you, you can you can keep the hair metal. New Wave's where it's at for me. Like I'll, I'll get on like the '80s like station on Apple Music or whatever, and hair metal comes on. Like skip, give me that British shit. <laughs> and you still don't like U2. It's not that I don't like U2. Oh, so you didn't like U2? Look, look at this. Oh. Oh boy! Oh, that is. This awesome. is a good album. This is a really good album, actually. What are we playing? Oh, uh, not playing it. That's my vinyl copy of War. Ah. 
Yeah, this had all the good stuff. Sunday, Bloody Sunday, New Year's Day. For you, it was awesome. I, I could probably sing every single song that's on the... Like, I, I went through this whole thing, like, uh, YouTube's catalog whenever I first started listening to them. I downloaded every single thing, and I listened to it, like, a thousand times. It's not that I don't like U2. I don't like U2 now. I like I love U2 now. Seth, Seth, Seth doesn't like U2 at all. They bore me. I, I, I don't know. I, I love If I wanted I to get to sleep, I'd listen to him. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've got this weird, innate ability to tell when music is sincere. And they haven't been for a while. I don't know. Just Derek and the Melvins treat you two like they're friggin' wild stallions. Like, like the yeah, whole like future they're fucking will be the made second, from the them. second coming. I, yes. I, I know it's gonna sound cheesy, but you know I've seen this band three times in concert, and it's not like any other concert I've ever been to. So it's, it's it's not. It's That's not, because they spend money on it. I mean, it's just it's a it's a spectacle. It's it's like a. It's a spectacle. Spiritual thing. Spiritual thing. <laughs> it's, it's a spectacle. It is. I'm not like, saying they're bad or anything. They're just not my cup of tea. I mean... I like some of their songs. If it comes on the radio, I'm probably going to really enjoy it. But just to ever be like, oh my god. Like just, I said, you you guys treat them like wild stallions. <laughs> I, I just don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't see it either. I, I just I can't get behind it. I don't know, man. Like I did it with uh, the Beatles. Like when I, you know, I was late bloomer for the Beatles, and then I started listening to the Beatles, and then I started listening to U two, and I was like, "Holy shit, my life has changed." I, I don't know what it is. Like, I love my uh, cheesy, uh, cheesy music. <laughs> well, you, you want to talk eighties music, and you want to talk somebody who was the coolest person ever to walk the planet during the eighties. And that was Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thriller. Thriller. Thriller, Thriller was great. Every single music video was treated like a uh, motion picture. Like He was so film. cool. Oh, my gosh. His music. Because when I was a kid, that was all over the radio. So, like, his music's, like, ingrained in my soul. Like, like you know, 80s little kid Seth, you know, I'm going to be in the car with mom and dad and Michael Jackson's going to come on. Michael Jackson, and, and I'm sorry, but, you know, some, uh, <laughs> Natalie will make fun of this, me for this. Uh, this is my U2, uh, but uh, Phil Collins and Genesis hits me yeah. right in the good stuff all the time. That, uh, that reminds me of this. I had a, had a funny joke this morning. Uh, you guys ever, like, pat yourself down to check, like, when you're leaving the house, you got your keys, your wallet, and stuff? Oh, I do that when I leave work. I'm, like, patting my back pocket for my cell phone, keys, wallet, yeah. So this morning, I did I did the full-on... I did the full-on Phil Collins. I go to my door, which everyone can see right here, and I go... <laughs> I've got Do you remember that the episode too. of South Park where they're like, everybody was listening to Phil Collins' music and taking Ritalin, and they're like, oh my god, if, if we'd only known, Phil Collins. Phil Collins is fucking awesome, man. Uh, he is. Sting, like, Bowie, which Bowie was kind of, 
He was in between, like... He's 70s, yeah. 60s, 70s, and 80s. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in those movies... <laughs> Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Come on now. We talked about Labyrinth last time. I know we did, but still. Holy crap, dude. Here, here you go, Seth. Are you watching? Yeah, I'm watching now. Yeah. A little delay, so I'll get it right here in a... Like so when you when you uh, first showed picked that up, I thought it was Loki from uh, Thor movies. Kind of <laughs> looked like Loki for a moment. So I mean, the eighties was super experimental. Metallica, yeah, Metallica was good. Yeah. Um, I mean, Master of Puppets is an amazing album. The Black Album, Kiss, they took their makeup off. They yeah. did. Yeah. They licked it up. They licked it. Up. <laughs> they, they uh, I think Black Album was nineties, wasn't it? Was it? Was it? I think like just right at. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it came out like nineteen ninety. Ninety one. Yeah. Ninety one. Okay. So you still got was like just Injustice for All was still. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got Master of Puppets, their first big you know studio release, and then yeah, Injustice for All and Ride the Lightning. Yeah. I never was a big Metallica fan. I'm still not. Oh, I was in high school. I was all about Metallica. I have every one of their albums. I, I mean, I like them. I, I don't like anything, uh, which I haven't heard anything since Say Anger. I think Say Anger kind of really... Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Though, have you... well, Jason leaving the band really hurt him, even though Rob can play bass. But, like, I don't know, the whole feel of the whole band after Jason left. Have you watched the documentary? I've never seen it. You... Seth, have you watched the documentary? No, I've, I've meant to, but I haven't. It is the most hilarious, unintentional comedy of all time. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to download it. When... I, I don't know. I, I, I can listen to it. My brother um, and his wife, like will be if I'm riding with them or something Metallica will come on the radio and they just like turn it off I'm like what do you turn it off for we hate Metallica I'm like that, that's Metallica man that's Natalie she hates Metallica I'm like oh, they're so good you know like every band that either. you love like every band you love they're gonna credit Metallica as like you know who they were listening to yeah I mean they're trendsetter for metal yeah for yeah sure. i mean they they found the formula they, i mean it's, it's it worked I, I i couldn't see metal essex i i don't know i i metal would be different rem oh man i will that's fighting words right metallica there. metallica they found the formula or should i say they found the formula yeah <laughs> yeah 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 don't like Kiss, man. Kiss is awesome. They're, I mean, they're not. I can see why people wouldn't like Kiss. They're kind of I can as, as metal as they look. They look so much harder than what their music is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, Kiss. They're no longer a band. They're a business. Yes, that is true. Um, but Kiss, like from back in the day, like. Gene Simmons, that was nothing cooler than watching 
you know, music video where you get a chance to watch uh, Kiss Alive, the, the concert, and you see Gene Simmons, like, flying up in the air, spitting blood out, or Ace Fraley's guitar catching on fire. And, I mean, there's there's a bunch of really awesome songs. like, And a lot of it's the 70s, um, yeah. 70s, and they had their awkward disco phase whenever, um, you know, it's fucking shit. Um, but, you know, Kiss is one of those bands. My, my dad, he... He's a hardcore Kiss fan, and I was kind of brought up listening to Kiss, Wasp, stuff like that. Wasp. Yeah, Wasp. Oh man. Um, Iron Maiden, uh, Motley Crue, uh, GNR, which GNR, they're late '80s, early '90s. Um, I have never liked Guns N' Roses. I like some of their stuff. I don't like it all. I like the classics, like November Rain. Uh, Sweet Child of Mine, stuff like that. But other than that, I don't, I don't care about uh, GNR that much. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of cool stuff. Like I said, they have the, one good album. Yeah, what was it? What's it called? Uh, isn't it just Appetite for Destruction. Uh, yeah, Appetite mm-hmm. for Destruction. That, that had all. The and that's stuff. got that. It's got November Rain and Sweet Child of Mine and you know Welcome to the Jungle. That's basically uh, November Rain is not on Appetite. For oh, you're right. You're right. It's on Choose Your Illusion One. Yeah, you know yeah. better than I. And I don't even video? like them. Huh? You ever seen the video of that? November Rain. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking heartbreaking. And you got Slash out there. Doesn't have a hat on. You ain't it's even like got a hat. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to want to stand, I want to look really fucking cool standing in front of this old dingy church and the winds will be blowing my hair and I'm Slash with no hat on and I'm playing guitar because I'm sad and I'm awesome. I'm a sad, man. sad man. I'm a sad, awesome man. <laughs> I'm a sad, awesome man. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I like I like some of the 80s music. Alice and Chains? Alice and Chains were late. Late. Whoa. Late eighties, early nineties. I'm the man in a box. <laughs> yeah, come to rooster. Yeah. Yeah. Your name's gonna let him down. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose a guy. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh man! Now I just want to talk about eighties music. Open it up. We're past the whole John Candy thing. We're past. Feel we're good, past, Inc. Axel Rose hates Axel Rose. Candy. Yeah. Axel Rose hates Axel Rose. Nah. Yeah. He said, "Feel good, Inc." Says, "I hate Axel Rose," and I said, "Axel Rose hates Axel Rose." Yeah, probably. He does everything show, he can to destroy his own career, career, la, 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 career and mem- and memory. He got in the Hall of Fame for GNR and he doesn't even show up and he started another Guns N' Roses and like didn't even acknowledge his own band getting in the Hall of Fame. Remember that time when they released uh, Chinese Democracy? I've never heard it. I don't remember either. I never listened to it. I didn't listen to it. I, I remember that they made it for like 17 years or something. I think I have the I have the one like track off of it. You know who's a better Guns N' Roses band than Guns N' Roses? Nuns and Roses. Avenged Sevenfold. Better is a strong word. Better is such a strong word. Let's just say I really like CD of Evil. I love that album. 
but I didn't like anything else afterwards because it all sounded like City of Evil. No, it didn't. It sounds like Radio is it, is it Butt Rock. Now? Yes. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, I haven't Ugh. listened to it. Like that's. I only listened to Waking the Fallen and City of Evil, and City of Evil was far better Guns N' Roses album. <sighs> yeah, probably. I'll agree with that. <clears throat> but like any more, no. Yeah. Uh. So remember when we it was a warp tour and they was coming out and I had a big circle of death and we're like nope. How there was nowhere safe. Yeah, it was just utter chaos. You seen shoes flying in the air, some girl walking out with black eye, and you're like, man, Jr. is just like nope. It, it was not happening. I re- yeah, that was there. Remember all that? That was when they were still underground and crazy. Uh, since we're off topic, and we're, we talked about we stay off topic. Yeah, well, this, we should rename this the Off Topic Podcast. Uh, yeah, probably better. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> three guys with ADD. Yeah, really. If only John Candy was the lead in a successful '80s band. He. According to Derek, we, we don't know. <laughs> now we know how to throw Derek off his game every time. Just say John Candy wasn't in it. He's like, no! I'm going to make my own band. I'm going to call it John and the Candies. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of theatrical concerts, I have uh, ghost tickets. Really? Yes. Do you like ghosts? Yes, I do. I've tried. Isn't there, like, lead singer a huge douchebag, though? Probably. Because <laughs> he, like, doesn't pay the rest of the band. City of Evil is the first uh, album he's ever bought. It's not, like, there's a whole lot worse choices than City of Evil. City of Evil was... It's not a bad album. It's not a bad album. Yeah. It was a departure from what they did previously, for it, sure. It was... It, in terms of that band, like... Them evolving, I think that was the that was what was going to happen. I guess, but I I thought they were going to go harder, and you know I thought they were going to go. The waking the fallen could have branched off in two two paths. You got path one, which is like the more classic rock style, shreddy stuff was what they did. Yeah. Or they could have gone more metal. You know, like what the other half of that Waking the Fallen was, and they they didn't do that. Yeah. So that's what I thought they were going to do, because that's kind of where I saw music going. But they wanted to do more mainstream stuff, so they went the other way. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about Betray You. Uh, it's a whole other thing. The same fucking shit. Speaking of Betray You and the eighties. Oh. Do we even know what that bitch's name is? From Never Any Story. No. Seth, you know what I'm talking about? No. no. <laughs> you don't? Damn it. Uh, you've seen Never Where are you any... going with this? I don't never, know where you're going with this. Never Any Story, right? Okay, I have never seen that movie. You've never seen Never Any Story? No, never interested me as a kid. Wow. Yeah, I know. I throw the hate this way, the 80s guy. Oh, my God, dude. Did Jim Henson work on that with the Falcor and shit like that? I don't remember who worked on it. Um, It's 
you should give it a watch. It's, I think it's up your alley, Seth. Uh, oh, it probably is. But uh, you've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. So the, the thing at the end, like, the nothing is destroying the never-ending story. Mm. And he, in order to save it, Seth, if you don't want spoiled... Uh, oh, don't worry about it. Spoil away. Okay. He has to name the Empress. Mm. And at the end of it, she's like, say my name. And he goes, and, and Bastion just goes... <gasps> You don't remember it. that? Okay, oh, well. Man. I'm going to have to rewatch it just because. He just yells like random fucking syllables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I thought for sure you would have seen Never Any Story, Seth. Nope. Wow. Nope. I don't even know how to, how to, how to comprehend that right now. I can barely remember Willow. Like, I've watched Willow, but I need to, like, watch it. I need to watch Willow again. I've never seen that one. Oh, Princess Bride was really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just watched that like two weeks ago. Really? That's not, that's like Natalie's favorite movie. That and The Crow. Like it took me forever to watch that movie all the way through. And what Princess Bride? Yeah, like really? I really. It has so many good quotes in it, it too. It does. It is. It's really good. Is I, that that's still eighties, right? I, are we, yes. Are we on topic? Think so. Good. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Remember, Fred Savage is the kid, so yeah, we're totally... <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I totally forgot Fred Savage was in that. Yeah, man. Yeah, and you know, and Columbo. Columbo's the grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I always thought... And this is going again with my bad 80s thing. I thought I always thought that guy was Robert De Niro for the longest time. <laughs> Robert De Niro? He, like he actually De Niro. thought he was John Candy, he just didn't want to admit <laughs> that. Like, I, I never... I, I, ne- I know it's not Robert De Niro... But maybe maybe Derek's from the other universe. <laughs> Derek's maybe. from the other universe. Then yeah, you have, from the Collider. Then you have Indigo Montoya yeah. and Fezzik, played by the illustrious John Candy. Yes. <laughs> Andre the John Candy. Andre oh, the John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> Inconceivable. So, uh, so much help this, that, that is a very quotable movie, and I want to know what your favorite quote is, Seth. I'm sorry you cut out there. What oh, would you say? It's a very quotable movie, and what is your favorite quote? <sighs> you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> I use that one all the time because people are always using the wrong words. That's the one he's like, nobody out drinks this Sicilian. Uh, not out drinks this out thanks out of course my name is Inigo Montoya you no, killed that, my yeah. father prepare to die my favorite this is not a, a usual <laughs> choice of a favorite anybody want a peanut <laughs> you don't know how many weddings Natalie and I have been to have been like marriage <laughs> Is what brings us together. To die. To die. <laughs> Marriage. So, love. <laughs> True love. True love. Since we have a few minutes left on here, 
Let's talk about one more piece of the 80s that we have not really... Ah, we started late. We can go a little longer. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll go a little bit longer. But I we can go 15 can, ever. Yeah. I think this will go... We'll cover it. Okay. I still haven't done my Ready Player One spiel. Oh, yeah. So we'll make this one quick. Okay. Spaceballs. Spaceballs! <laughs> Watch out! We're the Spaceballs! I think Spaceballs is probably the perfect parody movie. It's There's no other parody movie except for Airplane. That's not, that's, sat, that's, that's not really parody, though. It's more satire. I'm Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Same guy, though. Yeah, Mel Brooks. Yeah. Spaceballs, though, man, it's just, it's, that's another quotable movie. It is. Suck. 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 <laughs> Suck. He's an asshole. The code is one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five, five. One, two, three, four, five. That's like something an idiot would have in his luggage. One, two, three, four, five. That's the combination of my luggage. <laughs> and they just look at each other. <laughs> I'm What's wrong? Assholes. What's wrong, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, finally we're back to John Candy. And he was actually in the movie. He was actually in this movie as Pizza the Hut. <laughs> are you okay, sir? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? <laughs> My favorite scene. How are you? Like, when, they, when they go to the space diner... And they have the dude... It's John Hurt. John it is Hurt. John Hurt. Yeah, he it's the same guy from role. Alien. <laughs> yeah. Not again. Not again. It's so good. Like, Check, oh, please. <laughs> what do you have, the special? <laughs> We're going to Plaid. <laughs> no, it's Spaceball 1. They've gone to Plaid. <laughs> oh, man. Rick Moranis, though. <laughs> stop this Fuck thing! I order you! <laughs> we can't stop! We're going too fast! Bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but the one line towards the end when they're like, Fuck! Nothing works in the future! When they drop that one F, F word in the whole movie. Wasn't the movie PG? Yeah. I yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Like crazy. They just drop a fuck at the end. It was great. <laughs> it's like fuck. You, you had to like that. double take. Like I, 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 when I was older and watched, I had to like rewind because I didn't remember that as a kid. It's like, like well, no. you, you can't get away with that shit now. Like. One of my favorite things when I was a kid is whenever they're they're chasing them down through that base or whatever, and they catch them, and it's the stunt doubles. I thought that was the funniest. thing. <laughs> we got the, the you fucking... idiot. You caught their stunt doubles. There is there's um, one of the the items when he's like spaceballs the flamethrower. He's going through that. One of those items is a transformers like a, I think it's a transformers lunchbox or something. And I think they even just stuck spaceballs over it, but it's clearly transformers. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then of course they're like spaceball one. It's a transformer. I love that as a kid, you know, being the transformers yeah. nerd here. What's the <clears throat> And Spaceballs the doll. Me. <laughs> they just want to be with you. <laughs> Adorable. There was talks of a sequel for the longest time. The Switch for more money. Yeah. The Switch for more money. Yeah. But it, it was true. It was actually, 
Devil's talks about doing it. Then they did the uh, animated series, which I st- I never watched the animated series. Was it any good? Or uh, I didn't really. I watched a couple episodes of it. it. You know, of course, it doesn't have the same gusto as the the movie. Oh yeah, that's another one of those things that'd be hard to recreate. You know yeah. that magic. That magic happened once. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, a lot of those '80s movies, like you see, people want to do like remakes, and like you can't remake The Breakfast Club, you can't remake uh, Escape from New York, and have that same, like John Carpenter. He was a fucking man. You guys ever watched thing. thing? Yeah. Oh that my god! Holy crap! That movie's so good. Let's talk oh. about let's talk about the best practical effects maybe ever. 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 When he goes to shock the guy and his stomach opens up and he bites his arms off. Possibly the best practical effects ever in a movie. John Carpenter's The Thing. Such a good movie. I've never seen the the new one. Dude, it's... It's cool. It's a cool movie. They use too much CGI. Of course. Of course. The funny thing about it, though, is... They had there's a cut of the movie that had all practical effects, had it all practical everything. The movie is not a remake. Okay. It takes place prior <clears throat> at the base that um, the Norwegian base that they found the body, um, and the way it ends, it ends right where the John Carpenter's the thing begins. Okay. It's really cool on that premise, but. Um, they lost it again. It's just kind of as I was talking about Indiana Jones, CGI, and the thing. Be- you're right. Best practical effects. The, there's nothing that tops that. Um, do, do you think PETA would let them get away with what they did with those dolls? Even though, of no, course, not, I, nothing I, real. I doubt it. I but like doubt today, it. do you think they could get away with what happened to those friggin' dogs in that movie? I oh, doubt, I doubt it. it. I. Like, I've watched that movie so many times, and, I mean, I've, that's probably one of my favorite movies of all time, is The Thing. Uh, I mean, it's it's scary. Um, it's, like, it keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Like, and it has really good casting. You had uh, Kurt Russell and... Um, diabetes. Uh, diabetes. He was in there. And, um, shit. Uh, I can't think of his name. He played the president on the new Saints Row. Uh, Keith David. Yes, Keith David. Oh yeah. Um, he had like I mean John Carpenter used him used him a lot. It's like for the Derek, you know like that's that. the Arbiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. Like, oh, he's Goliath from Gargoyles. He's the Arbiter. He uh, voiced Spawn on the animated Spawn cartoon they did for HBO. You remember that? Mm-hmm. He was the president of the United States on an episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so we, we've, we've been holding this off for a little while, and JR has been meaning to do this for a little bit. <clears throat> so we're it's time to hear about his Ready Player One. Okay. Little little bit of backstory on here. I'm a big fan of this book. I've listened to the audiobook probably six or seven times. Um, it's excellent. 
Great story. Narrated well by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. What's his, what's his name on Star Trek? Uh, Wesley Crusher. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, the book is amazing. And the movie is coming out this month. What, next week? Yeah. Next week the movie's coming out. Or this week. Is it coming out this it's week? This week. I know they just had an SWS or whatever it is, the, some kind of independent thing, and it got a lot of rave reviews. So I think it's this week. I think Ready Player One comes out this week. Um, based on the trailers I've seen, and I've not heard any reviews or read any reviews or seen anybody else's opinion on this, I don't know what they're doing. The trailer... Seth, is it okay if I spoil? Go for it. Go for okay. it. I've had plenty of time, so don't worry. <laughs> okay, so... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, Ready Player One. The book, anyways. I don't know what happens in the movie. Uh, so, in the book, uh, Wade is Wade is the name of the main character. Wade lives in... Uh, I think it's Oklahoma. He moves to Columbus. He moves to Columbus. But he starts out in Oklahoma. That's one of the things that aggravates me because the story doesn't make sense if he starts in Columbus. Right. Um, Why Columbus, may I ask? Okay, so in this story, uh, it's basically a retelling of, of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You have this uh, enigmatic individual who created this virtual reality game that takes off and becomes the biggest thing in the world. Uh, it becomes like the biggest form of escapism uh, in a world that's basically going to shit. Um, due to its its realism, because it's, it's like, you know, it's the realest form of virtual reality uh, that had ever been conceived at the time. Uh, uh, anyways, upon his death, he h- hides... Uh, what he calls an Easter egg in his game, which is the it's called the Oasis. It's the big virtual reality world, and sets forth a contest for one of the players to find uh, this Easter egg. And whoever finds it gets all of his money, which was like they says some hundred some billion dollars. I don't remember exactly how much. And his company, who owns the game. Because um, he died without any heirs, no, no children or anything, no family, um, and this the story is about Wade, who is going to hunt for this Easter egg. Um, getting off track here. <laughs> Where was I going originally? Uh, Easter egg. Why Columbus? Why Columbus? Okay. So this guy is from Middletown, Ohio, which is a real town, um, on the outside of Columbus. It's where he grew. It's where he grew up. And so whenever he got started and actually made his company, he put it in Columbus because it's where he knew. Since it became the biggest thing in the world, Columbus became one of the biggest cities in the world. Hmm. Is the author from Ohio for him to choose? That I don't know. Yeah. The author is Ernest Klein. The author is Ernest Klein. I'm not sure where he's from. Um, quick search here. I know, like, 
and this is uh, I'm not I'm not going to try to take the spotlight here. Um, I know I, I watched um, Angry Joe's review for it. Okay. And I guess they was talking about. He is from Ohio. Is he? From yeah, Ohio? he's from Ashland. Yeah. Um, they was talking about how they wanted to separate the film and the book um, as two different things. Uh, I guess that's something Spielberg said. Um, but there's just, I guess they wanted to split it up differently to make it kind of not the same. Like they did with The Walking Dead. Yeah. No, this is going to be worse. It doesn't, like, some of the choices they're making don't even make sense to me. Uh, so the, Go ahead, back to that, yeah. So the premise is that this guy, he created his contest. He was obsessed with the 1980s because it's when he grew up. He was obsessed with the culture, video games, movies, music, all of it. Um, so everything involved in this contest was related to his love of the 80s and all of that stuff, uh, which in turn caused a massive resurgence of popularity in 1980s culture in, within the world. Um, so everybody in that world is obsessed with 80s pop culture. Um, how it doesn't make sense in this new movie, uh, one glaring problem that I see is uh, towards the end of the book, there's a big robot fight. Like, uh, they all have different types of uh, fighting robots uh, that they have a big battle with. Uh, this seems to indicate that one of the robots that someone picks is the Iron Giant from the 90s. Yeah. trailer too they got like video game characters like Master Chief and you see Tracer well that's not that's not that out of the ordinary because it it says in the book that the Oasis had incorporated all these other game worlds Uh, you know everybody wanted a piece of the Oasis thing so they all of the games all the popular games had gone to that format um but uh, uh, mostly speaking, uh, the giant robot fights at the end. The giant robot fight at the end of the book. You know, you've got Gundams, you've got Mecha Godzilla, mm. you've got these other obscure Japanese robots. Um, you've got Voltron. Ultraman. Ultraman's a different thing. Oh, Mazinger. I don't know how they're going to do Ultraman in this because in the book he goes through a special quest line. And uh, one of his, his buddies, who's also going to be the character in the movie, uh, they get the beta capsule, which turns you into Ultraman. Really? Yeah. Um, and that plays a part in the book as well. Um, I don't have to read the book. Yeah, it's, it's real good. You, you'll love it. I promise. I'll probably try to download the uh, audio book. Yeah, try to, because you'll love it. It's great. Um, and I just... They keep showing this part in the trailers of, of there being a race. There's never a race. That's never part of anything. And then they show a part where he's already meeting the love interest girl. Mm. Um, like early on to be in some kind of resistance. And everything, everything that he does is done in isolation. He doesn't meet the girl until the like the very last chapter of the book. Right. 
and that kind of builds anticipation throughout. But um, he's meeting her early in this. Uh, they're in some kind of resistance when everything he does up to that point is solitary. Right. He does it for himself because it's a game. Everybody's competing. Yeah. There's no point in joining forces with anybody. He has friends and stuff, but he's not part of any movement or resistance or anything like that. Right. Um, and I just don't know how they're going to do it. Like, from what I... If you, if you get a chance, if you don't want to spoil it... Um, Angry Joe's review was really cool, the way they talked about it. Like, um, the main thing they did focus on was they was talking about the love interest. Right. And they said it was entirely forced. Forced. Like, big time. Okay. Um, and they said that was one of the uh, cons on that. You um, see, I don't... That, that bothers me because it's... That's a movie trope, though. You gotta yeah. have a love story. Well, I mean, there is a love interest in the book, but it's the, it plays out online only, you know. Yeah. He doesn't actually meet this person until the last chapter of the book. Yeah, yeah they said the way they talked about it, and they say it happens near the end of the film. And, like, I guess for he only knows her for a little bit, and he's already loved, in love with her. And I said it's kind of a, that's kind of the bad thing about it. The one thing they did say, they said the technology on case is some, like, up there for Avatar. Which, you know, Avatar back in the day, that's cool. But I guess they said it was just insane, just some of the stuff was on screen happening with all these different uh, game worlds and stuff coming together. But um, Joe Vargas said it was good. Um, The other two people, there's a person with him that said he liked it better than the book. Was it Other Joe? No, it wasn't Other Joe. Mm. This is another guy he usually has with these movie reviews. Um, I don't know. I mean, it looks, to me, I, I've not read the book. Is it the guy that looks like if me and you did the fusion dance? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that guy. Wait. Were we talking about the uh, big guy? Yeah. No. No? No, not that guy. Not that guy? Okay. This, this dude is more clean cut. Oh, okay. Never uh, mind then. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but no, it, the way he talked about it, I guess he was a really big, like, he was against the film, the way it was shot, then they went and seen it, and he said it was awesome. He said it's up there with one of the better, best video game movies ever made. Which is not saying much. It's not saying a lot. Um, I but, don't think that I can like it better than I do the book. Just yeah. because of how much. It's probably my favorite book. I'm going to have to read it. Did you read it, Seth? No, that's why JR was worried about uh, spoiling it for me. But no, I'm going to probably... That's what I've been meaning to get as my Audible free book. Like sign up for Audible and do my trial and get that as my free book. I have the book too. I've got the book too. It came in a loot box that I got like two years ago. Hey, Killer Tofu, that's some spoilers, my dude. <laughs> okay, so this is March 29th is Ready Player One, so it's it's still a little little bit away. Hey, Jim, yes, I have seen Robot Jocks. That is a trippy movie. Holy shit, yes. 
I haven't seen it actually. Seen no. Dude, it's awesome. I found that back at the rental store back in the day, like early '90s or something, when we still had front row video here in around Portsmouth, and uh, rented video. that movie. Yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't hold up nearly as well as you would think. I mean, I haven't seen it since then, so yeah, I'd say it doesn't hold up. It, it was kind of wonky then. It's pretty rough to watch now. Mm. Like we, it's like we're cutting off pretty good on time. We got a couple more minutes. Um, you guys have anything you want to close with? Uh, not not really. Um, I am obviously going to see the movie, and I guess I'll reserve my judgment for when I do see it. I just don't see it stacking up, like in reality. I just don't see it. I mean, I'm I'm definitely I'm down to seeing it uh, whenever I might not get to see it right away, but um, I'm excited for it. There's nothing really else big coming out this at this time. But uh, he said Tomb Raider, which uh, the trailer mm. for it didn't look so hot. Yeah. It looks like the new video game, like the you know. Well, that's what they were going for, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing it's got going for it to me, it's got Nick Frost in it. It has Nick Frost in it? That's weird. Yeah, it's really, really strange. I'll tell you one thing that I always <laughs> thought was funny about the, the Angelina jo- Jolie Tomb Raider movies mm-hmm. is the butler was played by the guy who played Arnold Rimmer in Red Dwarf. Really? Yeah. I never watched the, the original movies. It's never. I, I, I got on a, the ride at, at King's Island, the Tomb Raider. <laughs> Did you get on it with us? I think don't know i think so maybe when jim cussed like crazy yes that was amazing that was the most amazing thing uh <laughs> that's off topic though um shit what was i gonna say that totally derailed my thought process <laughs> wow this is the whole podcast uh seth have you seen red dwarf seen what red dwarf uh no mm watch a little bit of it you should watch it sometime it's really good will do so um if you like british humor and sci-fi yes then it should be right up your alley right up there so since um it's 11 45 now um sorry for the late start i'm sorry about we kind of just got disorganized a little bit uh, the John Candy thing kind of derailed the whole fucking podcast. <laughs> the whole, that was the theme for the night. Um, next, hopefully next time uh, when we do this again, we'll, we'll, we'll try to make it uh, <laughs> as good as we can. Well, you know, let's let's preface this. We all have had some technical difficulties here. I'm working off a laptop, but laptop back in the bedroom uh, I am- because... I had a leak in my house, so my computer room is currently uh, all moved out. (laughs) You're down a computer. I am on Discord on my phone. (laughs) Nice. We we rigged this up pretty uh, pretty interesting. I'd say that he said by the end of this week I will have my GPUs back, but I'm... I know we're kind of like right now things kind of might seem sloppy, but we're kind of and they are 
Yeah, and yeah. we're learning this as we go. We're we're not uh, we're new to this, um, but if you guys bear with us, uh, be sure to hit the like button, the follow button, whatever platform you're on. We appreciate you guys for stopping by today to watch us, and I think maybe the next one. What are we going to shoot for? We're going to shoot straight to the '90s, or what? Topic you think you guys want let to me go uh, let me go uh, say we know we probably missed a lot. I know we didn't even cover Back to the Future, another yeah. great set of movies. Well, why don't we why don't we give the eighties a break? We'll come back to it a later time. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Did you say nineties? I'm sorry. If we give the eighties a break and come back to it another time, we could. There's just so much to cover. There's yeah, a lot of great true. stuff that happened, and it's hard to kind of keep it and. Uh, <laughs> Keep it in your mind, like, oh, did we talk about this? Especially over two different podcasts, almost four hours of talking about the '80s, and right. we still didn't cover everything. I mean, we, we tend to we tend to jump off topic, but I mean that's that's just how how it's going to end up being. Right. Um, but I mean, this, the big thing is we're going to make sure you guys enjoy the um, our stuff and um, just have fun doing it. Uh, Comments down below, why doesn't everybody put uh, what they'd like us to talk about 90s? Maybe even if somebody has a list, they want to give us an order to go to talk on. The 90s is something I'm more, uh, I I know more about (laughs) than the 80s. So that's that's been the big issue uh, for me anyways. Um, But other than that, guys, I appreciate you all for uh, stopping by if you're watching this on youtube um later just be sure to hit that follow button um i know it doesn't i know it sounds cheesy but we definitely appreciate it It was something we like to do and uh you know just uh three wild and crazy dudes wild and crazy guys guys. (laughs) but guys take it easy and we will see you again Bye. bye That wasn't nearly as bad as... Uh, Stop the audio. Uh, Audacity. Audacity.